Do you have anything for the... What's that microphone in the back? Uh, that's just to get... That's for uh, the that's Blair Witch. Is that aesthetics? <laughs> that's the Blair Witch mic. <laughs> when she sends you to the corner. That, that helps if you've seen the movie. All the way to the end. The Blair Witch Project. This is... So this movie... This movie... I had heard about it. Like, it, I mean, I had to have been... It had to have come out when I was like 21 or something okay. like that. Yeah. 21 or 22. And... You know, there was a lot of buzz about it, and the, there was a lot of controversy around it, to, trying to determine whether or not this was actually a documentary, right? Or was it a movie? Right. And I did not see it in the theaters. Oh, you didn't? I didn't. Um, and I happened to see it, like it happened to rent it one night, and that movie fucked me up, man. Yeah, it's a it's a creepy movie. It, it freaked me out. It worked. Yeah, it works. It was kind of spoiled for me, I guess, a little. How uh, so? Because of other people talking about it? Well, no, not even necessarily, right? So it was marketed. You remember it was marketed as these uh, film school students went missing. This is the found footage. Right. It was literally started a genre known as found, found footage. footage. Right. You know, right. we got our paranormal activity stuff yeah. coming after that, which are great movies. A too. Great, and and I, I truly do love that genre. Yeah, it's a cool it. genre. Yeah, it's a very cool genre. So. When they have they they had this, but then, like they got to advertise the movie, and honestly, the people who made it, wrote it, filmed, it, did everything for it, right, want credit for it. You so would think they all were on Jay Leno one night, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, but so they found him. <laughs> I honestly had the real, like naive thought. Right. They found them. Right. They're going. And I'm like, why are they on Jay Leno? Shouldn't they be on like Diane Sawyer or some you, shit? Like yeah. you were possessed by a witch. want to take a moment to take a deep breath get ourselves centered and welcome everybody back to the next episode of the 6 a.m podcast i'm your host jeff joined with me my other host pat hey how's it going i'm pat George. we are the hosts yeah that's right we're the hosts of the 6 a.m podcast you're the watchers and or listeners the proprietors of the the podcast in which we pursue our dreams and our hopes of making jujitsu bigger in this world bigger thank you for helping us in that faster if, if you're watching this please hit the like button Oh, we should talk about this yeah. because we try not to ask you guys for anything. No. This is this is not we talked about this in the last podcast. Most of what we do is demonetized. <laughs> All of it, yeah. On All purpose. Of, we are we are purposely or unintentionally intentionally. Yeah, we are unmonetized professionally. <laughs> we are we are <laughs> we've been we've been professionally unmonetized. Yes, but but we normally don't ask you guys to do anything. But here's something else that we've noticed is that every time that we kick back up the new season and we start putting out episodes, our audience members grow. So we're very grateful to all of you guys for listening and you know, asking questions for Ask a Black Belt, mm -hmm. commenting, sharing these things is important. Um, but also do yourself a favor and us and subscribe to Baby Mermaid Productions. Yes, okay? please. Get, get on YouTube yep. and subscribe. Yep. If you are on Apple, uh, you know, iTunes and, or Apple Podcasts, if you are on Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcasting network is, subscribe yeah. to the podcast so you guys get notifications and it makes our podcast more visible. It helps us. To more people. Yeah, this is, so ultimately the more you uh support the show by either liking or subscribing, reviewing, rating, all that other stuff. Right. It does help the, the show grow. Rising tide raises all ships. That's and, right. And then eventually we'll get a couple shekels in our pockets. We'll get a better set. Maybe we'll get rid of, we'll have these cats we'll put down. This, maybe we'll have lions instead <laughs> yeah, of cats. Yeah, we'll upgrade yeah. the cats. Ooh. We'll get bigger cats. We'll get, we got to get to the bobcats next. Bobcats yeah. and then pumas yeah. and then tigers. Cheetahs. Tigers are I, the biggest cat. I heard cheetahs are, are notorious pussies, uh, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> recently. They I, like to run. I, <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of fucking cowards in my book. <laughs> they just they just haul ass. Yeah, that's as soon it. as trouble comes like around, they're like, "Oh fuck, I'm out." <laughs> no, uh, cheetahs apparently because of uh, because they are like constantly getting fucked with and constantly getting killed. Right, like uh, nature itself has actually helped them 
to uh, evolve to where they're just naturally timid in general. So uh, even cheetahs in captivity will are scared to come out because they're scared of prey or predator or predator. Sorry. Uh, out there or anything like that sure yeah and too scared even to mate to help any anything like to help their species at all in the in captivity they're like nope they're like no we're just we're out of here so to help the cheetahs actually be, come out of their shell more and feel more protected they are assigned a dog well a dog in captivity is kept with the cheetah and they grow they bond and the dog actually the cheetah adapts more of the dog's personality traits and its social behavior more social and, and it becomes yeah. more comfortable it's as interesting i would think in the in the outside of this this would be a mistake but yeah. <laughs> you would think <laughs> you yeah would think. but like again like when you said cheetah i was like yeah those are actually i yeah. didn't realize how much how much of pussies there guys i have to admit speaking of dogs and please and subscribing also by the way oh yes yeah. <laughs> And Get more nuggets like is, that. This is <laughs> <laughs> Every week. <laughs> Every yeah, time. This is a jujitsu podcast. Cheetahs are fucking pussy. <laughs> Speaking of dogs, yeah. I just had this conversation with my wife. For those of that have been longtime listeners and or personal friends of mine, know that I'm not necessarily a cat person or a yeah. dog person, but I have been drug into yes. um, like the animal kingdom, the yeah. domestic animal kingdom. You're like kingdom. surrounded by an, like dog it, and cat lovers. It's so funny constantly. that you aren't. Yeah. I've now been, dr- well, I have like kicking and screaming. I'm now like a cat person, mm-hmm. okay, because I have a cat that loves me for some stupid reason. And I just told my wife this morning is that I am now like fully in love with my dogs yeah and i i understand more why you people are so fucking kooky yeah it's weird right yeah it's, it's you i think the thing is jeff you have kids so like it's, kids. so so a lot of times for most people until they have kids or if if or if they can't have kids sure. a lot of times pets will replace them for me I think it's a I think it's a problem. <laughs> so it's it's a real problem, Jeff. Where like I you could show me videos of children and people suffering, uh, people dying, all this other stuff, and I'll go, man, that's terrible. Yeah, I'll say it because I know that's what you're supposed to say. <laughs> but yeah. I'll really go like I don't I don't know. I mean, there's too many people. There's a right. lot of people, and you can't save them all. And you right? can't save them all. Like you right. know what I'm saying? Like right. I, it, and if that was me. I don't. I don't expect a complete stranger to care, but I'm just. That's just me. It's right. It's that's a problem. Right. <laughs> but when I see animals get fucked with, even a little bit, I want that person to die. Yeah. As soon as possible. Yeah. So I have a. I have a. Even from a child, I was an animal lover to the extent of I wanted to be a veterinarian until I realized. I would have to see sick animals, and right. that would bum me out. And that was too much for <laughs> and you. And I didn't think, oh, you could help them, stupid. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. But that's but the yeah. gravity of that job would have been too much for you to exactly. To and I, even as yeah. a young age, I knew that. So it's it's good to to yeah. have you in the fold. Well, What's thanks. It, what are how did you I guess come to realize this? Well, so wh- the the big story is is that we had we had gotten a puppy here about nine months ago, and it was before we had to put our our German Shepherd down, who had a degenerative disease. It was ultimately leading to his full peril. Shout out um, to Milo. Yeah, shout out to Milo. Um, yeah, love you, buddy. He, he uh, this I've never. My wife has always been a huge dog person, animal person in general. But she's yeah. she's great with dogs. Loves dogs. She was absolutely in love with Milo. Just and he was in love with her. And I and and I really enjoy. Like I just so everybody knows, I got Milo because. And it's a very set, uh, tragic set of circumstances. Uh, uh, somebody that we had known and were friends with had had passed away in a very tragic set of circumstances. I won't get into the details. It was a violent crime, and it made my wife nervous that she was at home oh. by herself. We don't have firearms in my house. We're, I'm not like anti-gun, but I have a bunch of kids too. Who, yeah. two of w- one of which is is extraordinarily fascinated with firearms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, 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 that's all you need. Yeah, I, well, just I don't, one of them to be interested in them. I wouldn't do it with kids in general. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, one of, yeah. If one of them's like, I like guns. Dad. I, I mean, like, really okay. like guns. Likes yeah. building them. Likes thinking about them. Oh yeah, boy. Like so, no guns in my house. So you're and, actively taking guns out of the I, house. I'm, like, every I'm getting week. right. <laughs> like, God damn it, these fucking things out of here. Stop building them. Yeah. So no guns in my house, but I I got this I got this German Shepherd who would take good care of her and. Sure enough, I mean, he is that kind of dog. But anyway, my wife just was completely in love with that. And I really enjoyed watching their relationship and was terrible. It was tragic to yeah. have to put him down. But before that happened, we got ourselves a puppy and he is a blue healer. And it's the first, we've had herding dogs, obviously, before. But this is our first cattle dog. And he's a 
fucking maniac. Yeah. And he's great. He's super smart. He's he. I, and this is the first dog that I've and I've had dogs my whole life growing up and, and so on and so forth. But and I've always loved the dogs. I was like, yeah, I mean, I, that's my dog dog. Yeah. But like <laughs> you're my dog. Yeah. But I but I'm like, meh, you know, it's, it's, it's a dog. I remember you saying that. And I remember thinking like I definitely judged you. Yeah, like that's I, fine. Like when yeah. we, you know, because we get to know each other over the years yeah. from doing the podcast and yeah. not and not in a negative way, but almost like. Man, really? Like, like, how does one? How I almost does one didn't not, believe you. Like, yeah, how does one, one not love dogs, right? Or how does one not love their pet? Like, uh, 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 like a, uh, an animal, like yeah. something like that. Of right. like, oh, I really love raccoons, even though you don't have them as pets. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, they're my. That's I like, my think spirit animal. I think right. they're cute. You're yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Or you're like, I know that you probably don't necessarily think things are cute. <laughs> not really. Really, but yeah. like to me. Genuinely, my I, wife is cute. Yeah, yeah. That's you're into your it. wife and her spaghetti. Yeah. All right, we hear it every fucking week. <laughs> 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 Shout out to uh, Jeff's uh, wife's spaghetti. Yeah, <laughs> and Jeff's wife. <laughs> in that order. <laughs> but no, like, uh, but like, the, I, to me, when like, if you don't like cats, I can understand if you're like, oh, I don't like baby yeah, cats. Yeah, you're, ca- you're not a cat but person, right? A baby animal is cute. Yeah. Uh, and then, like you said, watching yeah. that relationship and yeah. stuff. I, yeah. I, I figured, even at that time, I remember thinking, Jeff's either lying or okay, or he just doesn't realize it yet. Because well, I don't think you can have them. Yeah. It turns out, I just didn't realize it yeah. yet. You'd have to find that animal for you, right? That's mm-hmm. yours. That like You were like, this is my... This is why people go crazy. Well, this his name's Louie, and uh, he's he's a cattle dog, and and this dog can do no wrong in my heart. Even though all he does is all, wrong, all he does is wrong, wrong right? Yeah, because he's a tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's if you ever, anyone's ever had a cattle dog, they're they're super high energy. They need a job. Anyway, long story very short is that here this past weekend, we had been talking about it before, but uh, I have an older pug who's who like. Louie wants to play with and herd and stuff. And he's just like, uh, uh-uh, yeah. you know, like leave me alone. Yeah. I'm old and I don't want to die. Yeah. So, so we got, we got Louie a dog <laughs> this past weekend. That's and, awesome. And her name's Zoe. And uh-huh. she's a, she is a, uh, a pit bull. And, um, uh, what, what the hell is she? Is it American bulldog? Or? No, no, no. Just a right. Like she's a, she's a pit bull mix, but she, okay. uh, uh, um, What's the other? What's the other dog? I can't now. now for, not a, no, no, no. I now I've like now my brain is now shut off and okay. I can't think of. Yeah, what, now you're just thinking about what you're picturing a bunch of different dogs, but not yeah. actually. You're she like, was originally con- she was co- considered a husky pit bull mix, but then my wife's like, no, this is definitely uh, oh a border collie. Like, oh, I couldn't. Okay. I couldn't okay. think. Of, she's a border collie uh, pit bull mix, and she's she's super sweet, and I and she's a, and I love her, and she's she but she gets she. She and Louie are getting along famously. Yeah. And it's doing exactly what we wanted for him. Yep. They play all the time. They're exhausted all the time. And it just made Lou like uh, even just a happier pup. And I yeah. felt like I did, like I accomplished something. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, and I'm like, I just love this dog so much. And I just wanted to make him happy. And, yeah. and so then I realized today <laughs> I'm a fucking dog person. That's awesome, dude. Well, because yeah. I remember you saying that the uh, a couple weeks ago that you were a cat person. I am I was a like, cat person too because I have this cat that I love. And I was just like, yeah. Like, I, to me, I was just like, I. It's it's undeniable in my yeah. in my opinion, like because actually very similar to that, we had a kitty cat, uh, one right. of the kitty cats that came up with us, Dobby Waberson. Yep. He was he passed away. Right, a couple like twenty twenty, right before the pandemic, or right, right during the pandemic. Or right yeah, so it was kicking off, right? Um, and we were just we were devastated. We sure. were we couldn't believe it. We he was the sweetest kitty cat. We couldn't believe right. You know, so when. We were like, all right, well, if another cat pops up, you know, we still got Chloe, but she's just she's just a stereotypical cat, regular yeah. old cat. Kind of like, like me. Bo- everything me you would think about is very to herself, doesn't cuddle with you really. Right. Doesn't necessarily give a shit about you, just exists. Likes to smack shit off the shelves. Yeah. And- like, yeah, literally yeah. every yeah. stereotypical thing you can think of. So. So we're like, uh, if uh, if a cat affords itself to us and we need a sweet boy again, eventually. You right. Know? Well, a friend of ours lives near uh, a, a farmhouse, and Stanley popped up, showing that her kids brought it home. Brought Enter home, Stanley, right? And she's like, "Well, we're not keeping a fucking cat." She's like telling them she's allergic, lying to her kids, all this other shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're like, "Well, yeah, you know what? Yeah, we'll get them checked out. We had them on kitty quarantine. I guess maybe a little too long. Also, maybe Chloe is a little bit too much of a bitch. Yeah, they hate each other. Right? Chloe and Stanley hate each other." So we're like, damn, this sucks. And he gets really codependent because it happens during the pandemic. Sure. So now that when we're going back out into the world, he's like, who do I get to hang out with? Yeah. What are you doing? Enter. 
Carmela. <laughs> so we get Carmela, who is, I go to a vet's offices for work and everything like that. Yeah. They asked me one day, hey, are you here to take home the kitten? And I was like, let me, let me see her. <laughs> and I met her and she was, you've met yeah. Carmela. She's yeah, yeah, like chill Carmella. as fuck. Yeah. She's like, whatever. And Stanley's my man, but I, yeah. I like Carmela. But yeah. like. But they became. It did exactly what I wanted well, to happen. And this is and the they thing. They became best friends. These are they're social creatures. Yeah, guys. I mean, like that's a you know that's the thing. It's like you get the dog and you think okay, or the cat, and you're like they're going to be our pet, and that's true. But you're gone a lot. You've yeah. got things to do. You're not always home, and and it's like they get bored. They get bored. Yeah. yeah, and then they get depressed, and then they get you know. And it's good that you got another dog that's like cagey. similar. Similar to like a, with another terrier. Yeah, exactly. Another, we like, wanted one that was yeah. going to be like uh, that. W- she's definitely submissive, but yeah. she. We also want her to be robust, right? <laughs> so, because <laughs> let that's me where tell the you, pit comes in. Let me tell you what happens with Thick. cattle dogs, guys. They tank everything. I mean, they're a tank. They just, yeah. they just, you know, and they're they're awesome. But they're and I don't I don't know that I could ever imagine a life without a cattle. But here's the best thing about cattle dogs too is that they're they're very they're very health they're very healthy breed of animal but they can live up to like 15 years oh wow yeah on That's, average if so, they're yeah if they can and you i'm sure you guys take care, care of them yeah, oh, yeah, yeah your wife yeah. probably makes them melissa really makes dog ownership very easy yeah, but yeah. yeah um but yeah it's like so anyway, so that's the that was a great intro to our podcast. I'm a dog person and a cat person. You're getting to know us. You're, you're getting, getting and you're getting to know us. So hit that honestly, hit that subscribe button. They, <laughs> if there's uh, uh, we we like to see the numbers going up uh, as much as they have been and they're growing. Yeah, and people are really responding to the episode. Yeah. we're getting great feedback. So thank you for supporting the show. Tell people if you think they'll like the show. If you want us to uh, yeah. do commentary at your jujitsu competition, <laughs> happy to us, do that. We'll be doing know. that this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this yeah. is going to be by the time this is out, this that will already have happened. But it, it's it was a blast. We had a great time. Yes, <laughs> we did. <laughs> we had a great. I know this is always the problem. We get into the world of jujitsu. I'll be talking about stuff that's going to happen in a weekend after the podcast will release. Hey, but, but you know, it's, it, a, it's an ever changing world. It is an ever changing world, and that's what we're here to do: is to be one step behind. <laughs> so uh you know what pat Hmm. today we're going to talk about uh and just because also for all of us uh there aren't a lot of jujitsu podcasts out into the wild right now so we we definitely want to be in the top of the heap here we talk about brazilian jujitsu because this is what we do we're jujitsu practitioners um we are teachers and students and and fighters and so we talk a lot about the about the the world of jujitsu and life as as a jujitsu practitioner and and how it like sort of assimilates relates to everyday life and so forth. But one of the things that, that we want to talk about today is getting on the struggle bus. Oh, yeah. Getting on the struggle bus. Because jiu-jitsu, my friends, is a struggle. Yeah. And I find that over in the years that I've done jiu-jitsu, not just myself personally, but then also becoming a, an instructor and then seeing students, that there is a common issue with the, the jiu-jitsu struggle. And the jiu-jitsu struggle is the one that, that tells you that maybe you should play golf yeah because yeah you're not any good at jujitsu yeah um and and it has a lot to do with like your progress throughout the throughout the ranks and then and then your continuing progress after you've made it to the pinnacle which is black belt is that most i would say i would say the majority of people that make it to black belt don't retire then yeah, it's just the start of another. The belt gets all fucked up looking, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're like, and you're not going anywhere else unless yeah. your last name's Gracie. You're not getting a red belt. Yeah, you're, yeah, that's true. You know, and you're 83. You yeah, know. that's ridiculous. You're so. gonna your your black belt's your last belt. We need more belts. We add more belts. <laughs> so I think yeah, to solve this problem and to end this uh, segment is we should just add more belts. Yeah, to honestly, Jujitsu. Jeff asked and answered. If you want to get out of that struggle bus, <laughs> add more add more incentive. Yeah, more incentive to get to stick around. I want to be a fuchsia belt. Yeah, I want to be an olive belt. An olive belt would be a good one. Yeah, yeah. a turquoise belt. belt. Ooh, yeah. I mean, where does that fall? Seafoam. <laughs> Seafoam. Ooh, <laughs> Seafoam. Ooh, yeah. Honestly, yeah, there you the go. The kids have a lot of different colors in their belts, and I'm just a little bit jealous. Dude, they get like they get stripes this way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they get the they get they two get, yellow get, stripes. Yeah, they get stripes around the belt. They Gray. get stripes on the rank. Gray is one of my favorite colors. Yeah, see, I struggle with many things, Jeff. Uh, so when we talk about struggling with jujitsu, right? I'll, a lot of times, some of the things that I I'm surprised that are a struggle for me, even okay. this late into my and maybe you can. So like, I feel like. Maybe maybe this is a issue that everybody turns into, and I and I maybe. don't know until I share. Sure, but I feel like I've forgotten 
almost every single fundamental. <laughs> I mean, and not Jeff. This that's not an exaggeration. No, I believe you. Every single somebody asked me to shrimp, and I was like, "Damn, wait, what? How do I? Oh yeah, it's a bridge, and then like a, and then the yeah, I push my yeah. hips back towards my shoulders. Yeah, it's one of those yeah. things where like I had like I knew what it was. I know I'm not an idiot. I know what shrimp is. It's one of my favorite things. But delicious. If there is a if there is like I couldn't think of the the like the f- uh, function of it, right. essentially the practical function of just a shrimp. I could probably I would probably do it a million times in rolls and not great and not perfect, but like well, what but is? I've lost. I, I feel like I struggle with form and 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 fundamentals even later on into my blue beltism. Yeah, so we go like, and that's where you are right now in jujitsu. It's funny. It's funny that you bring this up because it, I'll make you feel a little bit better, and I'll say that that is not uncommon. Okay, and and it's not uncommon. Pat, it, where Pat is in his progress in jujitsu, he's a four stripe blue belt, which means he is preparing for his purple belt, and the purple belt is the uh, is the beginning of the expert levels of jujitsu. Right, and so it takes a long time to get your purple belt. And I tell everybody that you guys can quit when you get your purple belt. And that's yeah. strictly because you're not going to quit when you get your purple belt. <laughs> yeah, nobody would. Because I think that's the thing is maybe because I've heard I heard a million horror stories when I got my blue belt that you're going to quit. Ever, Don't ever, quit. So many people quit. Watch. Blue belt. Watch. You're going to yeah. quit. And I even personally know a blue belt that has quit. It's quit. Right. Of course you have. So I, I, I don't understand that thing. So maybe it's a it's a this or a this. Mm-hmm. Either you quit or you get to because you've 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 lost all your fundamentals and you're like, well, why am I still doing this? I'm getting worse. Yeah. Or you go, I've lost all my fundamentals. I'm heading into the expert levels. I better get my shit together before I get that purple belt or I'm going to look like a dickhead. Yeah. And that's where I am. Right. I think is where I don't want to make you You look bad and I don't want (laughs) to because like, and it makes me, it does really, it does make me feel better. Of course. That, 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 that doesn't happen. But it's one of those things of like a four stripe blue belt should do, should know the fundamentals, at of least course. most of them. And the, the 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 reassuring thing is, is that you do know the fundamentals. Yes. The problem there, and we, Pat just uh, just exemplified the entire. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> the entire problem with jujitsu, for most of us as practitioners, is that there's a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. that is that is self. Uh, applied because everybody's gonna watch you put that purple belt on me, right? Do you know what I mean? Right, and they're like, <laughs> and they're gonna, and then they're gonna watch, then they're gonna go, all right, guys, warm ups, and they're gonna go, what the fuck does he have a purple belt? On? Right, <laughs> get him a gray belt. <laughs> right. the, the thing is, is that, and that's everyone's perception is that everybody's looking at you, going, that guy's a purple belt. Like I'm a purple belt. I'm way better. Or am I? Or they're the opposite. They're like. Fuck that guy's a purple belt. I'm no good. I'm right. not even. You know his shrimps are awesome. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> right. Wait, what? <laughs> right. Everybody thinks that like they're everybody's watching them. And one of the best pieces of advice I ever got. This was in relationship to competition. Was was that somebody that I respected and admired at a higher level jujitsu reminded me that like when I and I and I was given this advice when I was a blue belt was that nobody cares about yeah. your progress. No, yeah. Nobody cares about your performance at this competition because you're a blue belt. Yeah. Nobody cares. I have to constantly remind myself of one of my favorite quotes, which is most of the things every most of the things people worry about never happen. That's true too. And right. I, and of literally course, that's what it is. I, I have Nobody's to rem- watching. I have to remind myself that all the time. My my wife puts it another way. She says I love you. You're just not that important. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love, lo- I love you. Not being a statement, but a preface. Yeah, like, yeah. I love you, but <laughs> you're just not that important. And it's true, but it, it, it takes the weight off of your shoulders. Yeah. That, like, and even me now at this at this stage of my jujitsu career at black belt, still nobody cares. Like, no, there, there's nobody, there's nobody like uh, that's like, you know, watching what I'm doing, and going, uh, like, that guy's a black belt, yeah. like. Yeah, see that fucking back choke. And if they that guy sucked, that guy, that guy sucks. Yeah, but even guy if they sucks are at the back choke, he invented it. <laughs> <laughs> but even if they are, then that's that, that's like a them problem. That's yeah. not a me problem. Well, it's it's funny you say that because <laughs> because I went to a fundamentals class. Yeah, and a and a, a person who I very much respect in jujitsu as well uh, made a statement after class after we uh, uh, were done and we had rolled. He go. He said. He said, "You roll way better than you drill," <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, "I I took it as a compliment because I was like, sure. yes, I never look good on paper, right? But I can't. I'm not. I don't want to accept that with jujitsu. 
No, I want course. I want to look good on paper with jujitsu. Right. I want to be somebody who knows the the moves, knows the names. If I'm gonna, the if I want to talk about it, yeah, on a podcast, and I yeah. want to talk about it, uh, sure. uh, doing commentary and and whatever else sure. later on. Right. I need right. to know. Right. I know it, like you said, but it's one of those things that, like, if I I need to explain it, and I need to know why. Sure. And there's like this uh, the and and uh, the reason you roll better than you drill is because when you roll, you're not thinking. Yeah, when you drill, exactly. you think, and when yeah. you think, you're like you second guess, and when you second guess, you you know that's very that helps too. That helps yeah. to, that insightful. Uh, that's an insightful way to think about it because I was yeah. thinking of like it is meditative in a way, but it, it's also sure. like but it is like it's just I don't I don't overthink stuff. I don't right. think oh I gotta get on the shoulder. I'm laying on my hair. Ow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know like right or you're doing that to somebody else and yeah. you're thinking the same thing the whole time. Sorry. Like, oh, sorry. 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 Yeah. Oh, sorry. And it's weird because, like that, because along those lines, of course, is that you, as you progress through jujitsu, you also age, and and you know, life circumstances happen. Mm-hmm. You you were really good at purple belt, and then brown belt, like things got like yeah. nasty for you. And Injuries then you start, start yeah. piling up, or yeah, something stuff else. like yeah. that. But these are all these are all legitimate excuses. Mm-hmm. Like, and I say they're legitimate because I mean, obviously, if you if you have. If you get a, if you, your, you and your wife have a baby or you get a new puppy. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. You like, you blew your knee out and it's a catastrophic injury. Like these are like legit or you changed your job. Like these are things that will influence like the, and then you start thinking about like, well, maybe I should just take it easy or I should back off. And we've talked about this in previous podcasts and the answer is yes. Of course, when you yeah. need a break, take a break. Yeah. But don't leave jujitsu. Yeah, you gotta. You have to replenish. You my wife to. calls it refilling her cup. Yeah, yeah. I call it recharging my batteries. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about this before, and and I think it, that those things are important. But the struggle, the actual struggle, when yes. you are on the mat and you're working constantly, and you feel like you're going nowhere. Here's here's a funny thing, and that is one. Of, and we talked about this in the episode that is going to be released this coming yeah. Monday. Is Danaher talking about changing the culture of jujitsu yeah, yeah. so that we're focusing more on the submission game? But I have another thing that I want to add on to it, which is the inspiration for this podcast. Is that is in the culture of jujitsu, we need to redefine what is progress. What does progress look like? I had an interesting question today in class about from a brand new student who was talking about guard, and they were like, "I don't know anything about guard." And fundamentally, I said, there's only two guards that you have to concern yourself with in the very beginning. Closed guard, open guard. Mm -hmm. But there are dozens of guards inside of each of those. But fundamentally, there's only two. Open guard, closed guard. or not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Are your feet crossed? Right. Well, that's a closed guard. Yeah, that's a closed guard, right? Are they not? Uh, Yeah, right. That's open. Right. And that's, (laughs) and like, yeah. And yes, we're going to get into half guard. And yes, we're going to get into daily heave guard. And yes, we're going to get into butterfly guard and X guard and single leg X. And I mean, it just piles and piles and piles on. And lockdown. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of things to consider. But for right now, I want you to worry about where your feet are. Are they behind your opponent? If your feet are behind your opponent, then you're in a closed guard. Or you should be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jesus. <laughs> if they're not, your feet should be in front and you're in an open guard. Right. And so, and, and that, that, my friends, is progress. That's huge progress. Yeah. When you understand those fundamentals and how they function, then I can show you butterfly guard. Yeah, right? Jeff, the, the biggest thing I feel like, especially in jujitsu, and I, and I do relate this to every part of my life, but the biggest thing to rate your progress in any part of your life is perspective is is like to is 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 shifting your perspective to see just look at where you were months ago and whatever you're doing you right are, i guarantee you are not in the exact same spot you're i not. guarantee you are not doing and if you are now you know to change it like literally yeah maybe. shifting your perspective is not going to hurt you at all right it's never going to hurt you it's only going to help you grow because you don't lose anything you don't lose your old perspective. You, you're not you're not going to stop thinking like you used to. You're going to shift it to a new way and go, oh, I was thinking like it, this before. Now I'm thinking like this. And now I can see yeah. more. Yeah. I can see what I'm what I'm doing. And it's three words. It's hard work pays. It wor- it yes. pays. Yeah. Guys, listen to me. Trust me. This, this uh, shout out to my son, Max, who uh, 
who is in the Civil Air Patrol, and he volunteers for everything, does everything. He's the and, gun lover. <laughs> no, he's not, actually. <laughs> oh, <damn it>. <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out to my other son, too, but who also learned, yeah, yeah. my other son, Victor, also learned this lesson this year, too, by taking his first job as a lifeguard. But but both of them just, just mm-hmm. like, volunteer to do everything. Like, I'm going to work, I'm going to do this thing, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to look for any other reward than I'm just doing it because it, it needs to be done, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And, um... That's awesome. And then Max got he was there was a an opening for a for a position of authority in his squadron and he applied for it and they said, How about not this, but how about the next one up? How about how about wow. squadron first? They gave they offered him they offered him the first sergeant position in the squadron where he'd be running PT and, and a lot of other responsibilities. Right. And he was like, I can't believe this happened and I was like, dude. Hard work pays. Yeah. You've been doing it for the sake. Of, you've been doing it because this is what you want to do, and and you you didn't ask for anything in between. You just did the job, and like people recognize that. Yeah. The same thing happens in your jujitsu, guys. Because the the next question is is why is it so hard to be good at jujitsu? Yeah. Well, first of all, good is a moving target. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right, because there's levels to this shit. Again, aging, new people coming in, all this other stuff. Uh, like any, yeah, any of that. Stuff. Yeah, that stuff changes. It changes, and it changes all the time. But but how do you get good? Is it the so funny story is that is that is that your your progression in jujitsu, whether or not you are good or not, is has to do ex- explicitly with whether or not you're still doing jujitsu. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Like you will be good. Yeah. You know, you'll be good at it. Uh, uh, and funny, funny story. It, when you get to a certain point in your jujitsu career, it's just little things, man. It's just little things. Joe Stetter, shout out to Joe Stetter, taught me something this week while we were on the mats. Uh, Joseph is a first-degree black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, my best friend, bandmate. And we were working on uh, we were working on body position during takedowns, and specifically in regards to a single leg, which I've been doing for years, yeah, single yeah. legs. Um, and he's like, hey, man, listen, you're dipping your shoulder. You're dipping your shoulder and it makes it easy for me to counter. And I was like, oh, r- word? Like, for real? Yeah, like, yeah. that's it? And he's like, yeah, just square up. Just square your shoulders up. And what do you know? Like, this whole week has been nothing but, like, getting single legs yeah. exactly the way I want them from going from a dip shoulder to a straight shoulder. That was it. Yeah. You know? Perspective. I'm, guys, I'm learning stuff all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah that, perspective. And that's and that's what that is. Like, yeah. that's, that, that's part. Yeah. And you didn't, it's not even necessarily something that you were struggling with necessarily. Well, it was a struggle. But when, it was. When people were countering my single leg, right. right? Like, or countering me going for a single, like, why is this happening? Yeah. You know? Um, and, and, and again, you change, shift your perspective. I can't see me. Yeah. Yeah. But Joseph can see me when you measure like when you're on the struggle bus in jujitsu and it's not unlike all the other struggle buses. Struggle bus could be a short bus or it could be a big bus. It It could could be be. a real because it could be literally, oh, you dip your shoulder. Yeah. And it could be like, oh, okay, that's an easy fix. And you can hop right right off that bus. Right. Right. Or it could be. It's time for warm ups. I don't know how to shrimp. (laughs) 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 Everybody's watching me shrimp shitty. (laughs) Now everybody's going to be like, Motherfuckers are so fucking bro. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe he calls that a shrimp? Yeah. No, I, I, I think there's, but there's a thing of like, any, any one of the things you could ask, I could fake it, but it's also like the, the, it's, it, that to me is still a, a, a relatively small struggle because, like you said, I do know how to shrimp. Yeah, I just yeah, gotta yeah, get, yeah. I gotta get back into form because sure. that was the thing is like, I've also, my, like you said, life changes. Your schedule changes. I was out of, all out of whack with my jujitsu schedule for a yeah. while. But also your knowledge of jujitsu changes. So yeah. as your knowledge of jujitsu changes, you want to explore new things and you try out new stuff. And then all of a sudden you realize that you're not integrating your fundamentals because you've abandoned them for the sake of like learning new stuff. And that's totally normal. That's where, you're, that's where you are in jujitsu right now. You've learned those fundamentals. You understand those fundamentals. You can apply them. Mm-hmm you know at will yeah and then all of a sudden you're like yeah but there's all this cool other shit that i'm going to start to learn but what if i do this yeah and then, <laughs> then, then all of a sudden you're like yeah that's kind of cool i like that and you go after it. then you realize that you're like okay i'm getting really far away it happens to everybody and so then what you do is then you go back just do what you're doing now and that you're like so for the next whatever time period it doesn't matter you're going to do you're going to work on your fundamentals and then you're gonna be like oh this is how my fundamentals apply to all this other cool shit that I'm working on right now. And yeah. then all of a sudden you're 
you're a competent purple belt. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Then I can look people in the eye. Yeah. With yeah. my purple belt. Yeah. You're a competent purple belt. And then you go from that to like your brown belt in which you're refining who you are as a jujitsu practitioner. And then you get your black belt and, and then, and then you teach that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that's cool. That's what makes it interesting. But, and, and that's how you grow your, your personal game, yeah. your personal yeah. perspective and your personal, your, uh, your overview essentially right, of it. Right. Yeah. Right. And I, I've noticed this like recently like in terms of like how we teach jujitsu and we progress through those those systems guys is that like the like the struggle the struggle for you to learn is directly related to the struggle for us to teach it because when when i recognize that like for a lot of you you've got you've got two or three training sessions a week is the average right the average practitioner the casual jujitsu learner is coming in two or three times a week yeah that's between two and three hours of mat time. Yeah. But that's only, you know, an hour and a half maybe of instructional learning mm-hmm. and then an hour and a half of, of positional rolling or, or sparring. There's a lot of you that are, that are progressing in different ways and I can't, not, the instructor can't see everybody all the time all at once. You just can't do it. But, but remember that in, that in that progress, like as you are, as you're spending that time on the mat and you're training, like if before, so the reason I bring this up is because what I've done is I've changed the way that I, my methodology and teaching. So it may seem like we're going over the same thing for weeks, but just with like the, the Russian tie to single legs that we've been working on lately today, today, Friday morning, everybody fucking did it great. Yeah. And it's because, and we're going to continue with it next week because now everybody's sort of getting it like how it works into their game, their system, their thought processes is now part of, it's like becoming part of their game. And I don't want to lose it. Yeah. We can move on to something else next week for sure, but next week, so we're just going to continue. We're going to continue. And while I know for some that's a drag and you want to learn new stuff, like just trust me, if your level of progress is measured like this, like at the beginning of this, you couldn't get a, you couldn't set up a Russian tie at all. You had no idea what it was. Now, not only do you know how to set it up. Gi and no gi. Gi and no gi. You also know how to get a takedown with it. You know how you know how it's defended. You know how to snatch a single leg out of it. You know like you and you may not be great at it, but you know it now. Yeah. That's progress. Yeah. You may not be getting but let me ask you this question. If before you knew it and I asked you to do it in a live role, yeah. I mean you couldn't even get close. If you asked me to do a Russian tie before you taught me how to do it, I probably would have grabbed at my belt and been like, I thought I, do I tie it like this? <laughs> how do I tie How do you want me how to tie it? How do the Russians tie it? Yeah, I don't know how do the Comrade. Russians. Oh, they do it without pants. I got to take my pants off. I got to take my pants off. <laughs> yeah, you would have just taken your pants off. A Russian tie would just be like, so like Sambo? Or do I just take my pants off? And then retie my belt over I don't my have head. wrestling shoes. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't. I don't have my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Can I wear my Tevas? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, so and that like that in and of itself, guys, is miraculous. That like like uh, we did this I did this uh, with a couple of of students I that I teach privates to in mount retention and they weren't quite getting to the full progress that we were or the full, you know, explanation that we were working with. However, their mount retention went from 3 seconds to 20 seconds and then 20 seconds to like 45 seconds and then 45 seconds to you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. all of a sudden your mount's becoming dangerous yeah well the, all the other stuff that we're learning that i'm teaching you that i'm showing you the the technique for will apply once you can retain mount mm-hmm. if you can't retain mount you can't get right. the other stuff you're it's, building dangerous ninjas right that are going to right be able to contain people and well, finish them. This brings up a, this brings up the last kind of point I want to make in this yeah. topic, and that is like for and you you're actually the one that brought it up before the before the podcast where we talk about it is that is that oftentimes we are and we've we've talked about comparing yourself to others and so forth, and it's it's been done. However, one of the things very specifically, and I know each and every one of you motherfuckers does this because I do it too, and Pat does it too, is that is that you have this idea that when you are at a certain level yeah. that you should be beating other people in the gym during practice Mm -hmm. yeah it's a misconception it is a misconception the problem with this this line of thinking is that you are at practice 
you should be practicing and you should practice at practicing because yeah. it's important for you to recognize that the only fight that I want you guys to win is when you have to save your life. Right. Nobody wins practice. Yeah. There's <laughs> just, it's just not, it's just not a thing guys. Yeah. I mean, it, it, for the person that's keeping track of those things, they're the, they're the one that has a problem. They're the one that's going to run into an issue with learning jujitsu because they're so busy on like trying to be the best at practice that they're they're not learning jujitsu. They're caring about who they're tapping or who's tapping them during practice. Yeah. You need to take this opportunity. This is your laboratory. This is your time to take what has been taught to you and apply it. And of course, you're not going to be good at it at first. Why would you be? Right. Why right. do you expect to be good at it without having practiced it? Yeah, you can't. You can't expect to like. You can't go. <clears throat> you have to be aware of it you have to, if you aren't good at Should it you be. have to go oh that was well good. that's I gotta get it. better yeah your self-awareness is important yeah right yeah. but can't. but your professor i'm not looking at you going what a fucking loser yeah. oh my god i can't believe you fucked it up yeah that bad. I, I mean said, i just taught it to him five minutes ago seatbelt condition <laughs> what the fuck but no yeah no professor worth their weight is is teaching you guys a move and then five minutes later expecting you to be perfect at it in a live role that's right. dumb yeah no but it does it is it's helpful when you do see someone do, like oh it's, yeah it's a weird thing like yeah, it, when it's they're a, good at it you're like fuck yeah dude, that's awesome confidence yeah. is a huge part of the struggle bus i feel like that's a transmission of the str struggle bus yeah you know what i mean yeah and when, when that that's or maybe let's uh, let's just say it's the fuel <laughs> right you know what i mean like because yeah. like I, if you if you gotta you gotta make sure like the it's going forward you're going. You're gonna yes, struggle in jujitsu no matter yeah, what. Yeah. But you gotta keep it going forward. That like, good one. Good analogy. If it's yeah. not, if yeah. it's not good, if you're whatever you're not doing, yeah. let it fuel you. Yeah. Go. Okay. Well, like, be vulnerable, and say how can I get better or how can I make this work. Right. And that's gonna no because no matter what you're going there's going to be a struggle. Like there it ha there has to be a struggle through life. It has to be. Just there's just going to be if, right. There's not bad times. You don't know what good times are. Right. So in jujitsu, the embrace the struggle and actually let it fuel you in a way to say like, OK, right. well, I'm going to get better at that. I hate this. Right. All right. That's because lean you, into you it. Suck at it. Right. You suck at it. Right. Yeah. yeah be OK with that. Yeah. You, you suck at it. Right. Yeah. You are struggling and you're not acknowledging it. It's really well said, Pat. I mean, and, and here's the other thing. Here's the last thing you guys should know is that is that. Is that I'm driving the fucking struggle bus? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this guy. Yeah, have you seen his knees? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I will. I will get you to your destination. Right. We're all on the bus together, and that's the best part about it is that we 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 are forged in this fire together. We are all on the struggle bus. Right. The the, yeah. the license plate of the struggle bus is says six a.m. It's a, it's a we had it specially made. We had to pay extra for it. <laughs> As we do with all of our branding. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we are our biggest merch <laughs> customer. <laughs> We make it. We make it and buy it ourselves. It's hey, we love the flag. Can we buy one? No. Like, why just, that's the only one that's ours. I'm like, why are we in the hole again? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so get on the struggle bus yeah. or, or stay on the struggle bus because yeah. it's it's going. Come with us. Yeah, on, on the, the struggle bus. Yeah. Hop on. Yeah. Boop boop. Pat, what's happening in the world of jujitsu today? We got well. First, like uh, first, I want to like give a shout out to uh, one of our 3G affiliates who put on a uh, sub-only jujitsu tournament this past weekend, which was a good showing. And so, shout out to Nate um, for for putting together Elizabethtown Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and uh, put together this uh, submission-only no-gi tournament. Mm -hmm. um, we had a good showing there from a lot of our, our uh, sister schools and affiliate schools, and then schools outside of that. Um, it was a great time. Everybody performed really well. The best part about our uh, this particular tournament was that it was um, it, everybody rolled really well. Okay, yeah. It was it was they were great matches, and we ran into this. Uh, you and I ran into this when we were commentating on like King of the White Belts. It's like these are white belts. Yeah, and everybody rolled really well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good grief, man! And like, if it's like an open tournament, especially nogi, you know, where yeah. there's like you got sub only super rules. scrambles, sub only. It was sub only. People yeah. are gonna go crazy. Nobody's thinking about points, but everybody's thinking about dominance. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was good. Like so great. So shout out to all the competitors that that showed up this past weekend uh, for that tournament. It was great to see everybody, especially faces I haven't seen in a while. Um, and uh, and like again, the the environment was like the like my favorite part about jujitsu tournaments is when the environment is friendly mm -hmm. and light like yeah. everybody's here for the same but when they roll they're fucking animals yeah and i'm like 
we'll be friends afterwards. Yeah, like that. And I, I was mean, like, dope. That's legitimately. Cool. That's it, it's it. It doesn't have to be any different. No, like I was saying earlier. Great. Like you can just go in there and you know. I've seen I've seen that where I've uh, like a street fight kind yeah. of thing where yeah. the two guys were fighting and then the guy was like, "We good." We're good. He's like, yeah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> like, right, like exactly. shook hands and they're yeah. like, done. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you beat my ass. Like, yeah. I, I, that to me is how fights should end. Should be agreed. The two people that were just fighting should yeah. go. All right, well, you won. Good right. fight, but, Thanks, man. You know, the other guy was like, well, at least you stayed and fought. Yeah, you know yeah. It's mean? like, like, hey, it, yeah. big ups on you, dude. Yeah. That was hard. Yeah, it was, a, <laughs> it was, it was really hard beating yeah. you up. Yeah. <laughs> I. Yeah. Uh, we have, uh, of course, when this episode releases, unfortunately, we'll have already passed this time. But but I'll just go ahead and preemptively give yes. a shout out to our, our next big tournament that's coming up here tomorrow, as a matter of fact, in the Kozen Judo Tournament. At the time of the, you're listening to this, it will have already passed. So my big congrats to all the competitors yes. who came out and showed. Pat and I will have already commentated this mm-hmm. fight. It will be live streamed. So if you're listening to the podcast and have not seen the Judo Tournament, uh, please feel free to go back and watch the live stream yeah. and and enjoy. Um, Kozen Judo, it has a different rule set than regular Judo in that there are uh, allowances for wrestling takedowns, guard pulls. Um, and so it's a, it's a much more open environment for people that have different tactics and how they get people to the ground. And it's a great way for you guys to go and showcase those abilities strictly on the... Uh, I mean, there's grappling involved too. There's submission wrestling involved as well. But the but the the premise of it is to get on your feet, start on your feet, and then get somebody to the ground, yeah. get them get them yeah, pinned, yeah. which is kind of cool. Also, the rule set's a little different, right? Like rule set is use, a, yeah. Uh, wrestling takedowns doesn't have you to can use, use wrestling takedowns. Yeah. You don't have to use judo specifically. You can use wrestling takedowns. You can um, you can use uh, like I said, you can guard pull as long as that you're sweeping and getting on top. Like those are things that are all legit. Um, and uh, I think it's it's cool. It'll be a great great time and great format. So we're looking forward to that. And again, I'm going to just go ahead and assume that it's going to be a great time. And I'm assuming we fucking nailed it on commentary I'm again, sure. As always. As always it is. Uh, and also, that's a given, you're of. welcome. Yeah. Something else, guys, that's coming up, too, that's this. That's the following weekend. Again, by the time you're listening to this, this weekend will have already passed. That'll be from August 31st through September 1, um, is that we have worlds we have world's masters oh uh, so we're gonna have lots of uh, we actually have yeah we have (laughs) we have competitors going out for this um and uh and so shout out to those guys and and the best of luck i i assume at this point that uh, we'll We'll have already known of your, vic- uh, of your victories. Yes. Congratulations. I'm going to say it right now. Congratulations on here your wins. The, here's the crazy part. They're combining this. They're combining uh, Masters Worlds with um, Jiu-Jitsu Con. So it is, right now, it is the largest IBJJF competition in history. Jiu-Jitsu Con, you said? Jiu-Jitsu Con, yeah. I didn't know that there was a fucking convention for Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. It's another grappling tournament. Oh. I, was, <laughs> I was like, wow, really? What do they just have? Like, So this is like a tier down from like Worlds. Andre Galvao okay. signing headshots or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll have they'll have novice divisions in, in Jiu-Jitsu Con. They'll have they'll have kids in Jiu-Jitsu Con. So I mean, but uh, but but putting them together means that you're going to have, um, you know, now there's like for for those of you that aren't aware, like the IBJJF, the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation, is the closest thing that we have to like the pinnacle of of professional competition closest in Jiu-Jitsu. Closest to our NFL, essentially. Like, right, that's our right. It's a league, yeah. uh, if you will. Yeah. And and so and so a lot of schools, like when they're teaching and like you're you're sparring and stuff, follow the the guidelines of IBJJF. We're among those that that for the most part, unless we're preparing for a different type of tournament, that's yeah. what we follow yeah. as a general rule for the school. Um, and so and they're sort of the the presiding body, right? So the anybody who's anybody is you know ib is part of the ibjjf and um one of the uh what was i going to say oh there's only two there's only two like major comp they have opens which you qualify for like the big ones we have the, the we have pans and then we have worlds and so this is one of them that's kicking off masters worlds so that's for the old guys <laughs> will be kicking off there too so what we what we're going to have is we're gonna have the great like the biggest uh and which is really encouraging again so from a podcasting perspective as people that have been involved in brazilian jiu-jitsu for me it's been almost 17 years like that like to see that it's it's 
reaching this height and this level of, of acceptance and yeah. um, and participation is really encouraging. Yeah. So so best of luck to all the competitors there. Yes, please. And uh, and to, wait. And this one this one just goes out to David Nye. Are you ready, David Nye? I'm gonna tell. I'm talk, speaking directly to you. Hey, David right. Nye. Look and him that, in the eye. That's right. And that is Mighty Mouse is going to be competing at. Uh, world's masters. Oh, so. that's gonna be cool. Shit. I think he already knew that though. I think he was actually talking about that. But that I thought he cool. might have been talking about a different tournament. In which case, I just wanted to know that you know he's putting a gi on and fighting. Anyway, oh yeah, in yeah. gi. Yeah, in the gi. How fucking cool is yeah. that? Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Nice. So anyway, nice. Um, so that's what's happening in the world jujitsu today yes. or yesterday. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff, uh, I guess that means that I it's time for ask, ask a, a black, black belt. belt. from john okay john john says asks he asks jeff what's your second favorite martial art what's my second favorite martial art yeah it's judo is it really yeah how come because it works in tandem with jujitsu huh so if i may jeff yeah um so if there is a Martial art that you love, right? Like like jujitsu, uh, right? Beep. Yep. And you could never ever train it again. Okay. You would train judo. As my set, like, like so that, if I couldn't do jujitsu, like, like that, like, do you think there would be anything? I get like that. I, I don't know if that's what John meant essentially, but like, I, think <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, how I was thinking of the context of it would be like. If you were not able to do jujitsu, he didn't put it in this context, but he just said, "What's your favorite?" Second, yeah, which favorite wh- which one would I go to? Yeah. <laughs> would that be it? Really? Would it be judo? It would be it would be judo because it's the closest thing to jujitsu. That's really interesting. Yeah, I would. I th- I don't know why I thought muay thai when I saw that. I thought well, muay thai. I think it's great. You know, like yeah. if I if from a from a if I was answering this question from an entertainment standpoint, oh, okay. it, it would be kung fu. <laughs> 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 kung fu is like my well, kung fu might be my favorite. Uh, what <laughs> is uh, what does Dustin Poirier always have? He has thug jitsu. Thug jitsu. Yeah, that's a thing. Like, and, and apparently it's a school. <laughs> oh, okay, it's not, a, I've not heard of it. Thug jitsu. Uh, thug jitsu. Thug Thug jitsu. Jitsu. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So judo. That's yeah, and that yeah. would just be because that would be my that would be part of my continuum. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. That would be something that I can that I would that I would gravitate towards. I don't I don't have a professional or a uh, or any type of legitimate rank in judo. I know some judo stuff. Uh, yeah, I think um, I'm like one thousand days in my at a white belt. My first degree. Oh white yeah. Belt well, for judo. then yeah. I've got like fourteen thousand. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things that, like, yes, you're right. It, judo definitely is is the stuff that yeah, the stuff that that, that yeah. like some of our professors, like uh, you know David Brogan, who's a, a black belt in judo, and 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 my professor Greg, who's a brown belt in, in judo, and like they've taught me things. Uh, and Angel, who's uh, yeah. one of our one of our great you know it's judo black name. belts and, and Brazilian jiu jitsu black belt. Um, he, yeah, I know his 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 social profile his is judo, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Angel judo. Guy loves and, it. A great practitioner, but also a great teacher. Um, so I've learned, I've learned, you know, judo in that respect, but not in a formal context. So I, I th- yeah. would think that if I couldn't do jujitsu anymore, I would move. And it'd be kind of cool because then, in that case, you could kind of just start. Hey, you could be like, "Hey, I'm going to sp- learn all new." Speaking of which, I yeah. do. I want to make this shout out onto the podcast, and that is if you are not a USJA member. Okay, that is that is the the. Uh, U.S. Judo Association member, become one. It's eighty dollars for the entire year. Okay, that's it. You pay eighty bucks a year, yeah. but you you get the insurance. Oh, covered yeah. that if you sustain any injuries during your time on the mats, it is covered up to I think almost I think it's ten thousand dollars. Up shit. to ten thousand dollars of your medical bills are covered by that insurance, and it's eighty bucks. That a probably year. scares a lot of people away. We are, <laughs> we are now officially. Yeah, we are now officially the largest jujitsu club in America. Fuck yeah! I so I should start learning some judo. Yeah. Yeah, I so now it anyway. like I gotta get, so I gotta start training yeah. now, judo. Somebody better ban <laughs> at you least get my yellow too. belt, which is the first belt. In the <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Jeff. Uh, yeah. This is a little bit different. This question, 
This is from Stephanie. <laughs> okay, Stephanie. It's a little bit different. What's your favorite type of gummy? What's my favorite type of gummy? Yeah. This is an easy question for me to answer. Worm, bear, Steph. Swedish. It's peachy rings. Peachy rings? What the fuck are peachy rings? What the fuck's a peachy ring? Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, first of all, my uneducated friend, a peachy ring is exactly as it sounds. All right. Little peachy rings. <laughs> it's a little peachy ring, <laughs> but you have to be careful, cat, because you have to get the you have to get the peachy rings from Carnes Food Market. Okay. Because the other peachy rings are okay, but Carnes Food Markets so when they a, is it a peach flavored gummy? Yeah. Is that what it? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> 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 Ew. The my, I've never heard of peachy rings. That's yeah, so peachy funny. Rings, they're my they're my favorite. You had it like this. You're they're like coated coat in sugar. Yeah, they're they're terrific. Okay. All right. Now I'm not, I think I know where you're. Yeah. Yeah. The little circular gummies. Yeah. But they're peach flavored, specific yeah. peach flavored with the little pa- the so the granulated sugar. It's on it. possible that Steph knows this already. I don't know for sure because I don't know how many people I've told. Because but being vulnerable, I'm a sucker for gummy candies. I don't like candy in I don't general. Know if it's the stuff we know or not, but yeah, could be Sorry, any yeah. Stephanie. Yeah, 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 I mean, well, any. But yeah, Stephanie, and you know, answering your question. Yeah, I, I am. I happen to be a, a sucker for gummy candies. So yeah, yeah. Peachy rings, number one. Number two, Swedish fish. Uh-huh. So as soon as I, if I can't get peachy rings, it's it, and then after that, it's Sour Patch Kids. Wow. So you like all the cloudy gummies? Yeah, cloudy. So I like a clearer gummy. I'm okay. more of a Haribo guy. Yeah. So uh, is so is. Shout out to Justin. Oh, okay. So it's Justin. I love. I fucking Loves love gummy Haribo. bears. And if I, if I'm feeling a little squirrely, I might get those uh, those little bougie ones, the Albanese yeah. ones. Yeah. Have you ever seen those? They're no. mainly in sheets. Okay. They're like gourmet flavored gummy bears, but yeah, gummy bear worm. I like the I like the like I don't like the worms, but I I'll dig on the bears. Catch for sure. me digging around a dirt cake for the worms. <laughs> you I'll, tell you <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I tell you what. <laughs> bite the heads off um but yeah i dude i love i'm a big gummy conveyor as well but i love I, I i've i've categorized them from cloudy gummies and clear gummies okay I got cloudy you. gummies are your swedish fish yeah your yeah sour patch I, kids. no no that makes total yeah, sense yeah yeah, yeah. it's really good i so, have a i have a, a family i have a family pack of swedish or not swedish i'm sorry the sour patch kids at my desk right now do you like the uh watermelon flavored those yeah. are pretty good. I, you know what? The, the this is the thing that that amazes me is that like the most of the most of the gummy flavors like people are like I don't like I like all of them. Oh yeah, I like them because yeah, yeah. they I don't know they just you're they a, surprise you're me. You're equal opportunity gummy. I, I am. Hell I yeah, am. they're terrible for your teeth too. By the way, terrible, but they're delicious. But they are delicious. Keep up the great questions. Thanks. And Send them will, in. They will wreck your stomach too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Especially you if you eat it. them on an empty stomach. Oh, you ever eaten God. a bag of gummies on an oh, empty yeah. stomach? Oh yeah. In your thirties, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're dead. Yeah, That's you're, a death sentence. You're, you're a goner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jeff, this leads us to only one more. What is it? it that one more question. What, the question is, is, is something about what's on your turntable? Huh? What? <laughs> you know this or not but I'm, I'm revisiting a lot of older like bands that were available to me in, in my youth that i didn't necessarily you know yeah, take with. It, yeah you didn't take advantage didn't of resonate the time. yeah, yeah. Didn't, i was kind of maybe like, didn't resonate okay yeah or yeah it's it kind of one of those things of like now as at an older age or different perspective uh a more mature musical palette <laughs> yes i'm revisiting with the internet's help thank god <laughs> Thank God for Al Gore and the internet. Uh, I'm telling you. Thank you, Al. He, you know, that's why they call it. It's an Al Gore rhythm. That's what that came from. There you Al go. Al Gore. That's, that that's the only rhythm he has. <laughs> <laughs> My son asked me the other day, who invented the internet? I'm like, Al Gore. Al Gore, dude. <laughs> yeah. Al Gore rhythm. Al Gore It's right rhythm. there. But he, uh, uh, there is a band that I, I never really gave too much. I, I liked a couple songs, but I never really checked them out too much. I'm revisiting, and I've started exploring their whole catalog. Zayo. Not familiar. Not familiar with Zayo? I'm Zayo is a, a very unique, uh, I don't know if you'd call a metalcore or hardcore band from okay. early 2000s, maybe 90s. Around the same time, I believe, as like, you know, other bigger bands at the time, Poison the Well. Or yeah, any Poison of those, the Well, I'm familiar with. Okay. You know, yeah. And and just have this really gritty, gritty sound to them. Like, it's a very, like, the music itself has this weird, like, much like Poison the Well, kind of this uh, ominous tone to it, right? Not just regular. It's almost spooky hardcore. Okay, gotcha. It's very, yeah. very serious. Not, it, I don't. 
it's, there's not a lot of frill. Let's I like, just say. Yeah, yeah. It's I hard like, to explain. It really I like, is hard to I, explain. No, no. I know the sound when you say spooky hardcore. I'm like, yeah. okay, this makes perfect sense. Where it's kind of scary. Yeah. Kind of scared. It gives yeah. you goosebumps, but not in the same way that like that other music might. <laughs> and and in particular, the vocals sound like it sounds almost like uh, who's that fucking guy? The guy that sounds like he's gargling fucking asphalt. Uh, which one? Tom Waits. Oh, Tom Waits. Yeah. Tom Waits. It almost sounds like Tom Waits as a as a metal singer, because it's just this gravelly crazy. I I can't I can't necessarily. I think uh, I believe Love the album. Tom Waits, by the way. Don't let the album title uh, deter you, but I believe it's called Funeral of God or Funeral for God. <laughs> but I mean that would spark my interest right it's, away. It's a very it's a very great. Um, band and I, I was really happy to see when i looked them up and to say like hey what are these guys been up to yeah. they have been continuing and it's still very that's always heartening to fulfilling music yeah, yeah it's yeah. like it's it's uh there's substance to it and they're a band that is like if you like hardcore music or anything like that see check them out like try see if you like them because yeah. it's a thing where if you like most of that type of music or even if you're a fan like if you're fans of poison the well or right uh under oath i would say but not as much it's just uh, it's pretty cool, pretty brutal hardcore music. You should check out. For would you uh, would you recommend if you're going to start anywhere with them? Would you go back to the beginning, or would you kind of look at some of their newer releases? You know, it would be. I would say I would say that album in particular, Funeral for God. Yeah, I think would Funeral be Funeral for God is the one you would start with, just yeah. as an introduction to the band. Because there are a couple albums in, I believe, at that time, but it's still early on. Sounds to where, kind of matured a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like they're more. They've more actualized. Uh, realized sound at that point <laughs> dickhead <laughs> Stan, I'm sorry Stanley's giving us some technical difficulties yeah, I mean or about to he's like about wrapping to get, the fuck up I, I'm, about to, I'm about to give him some technical difficulties <laughs> Jeff's becoming a cat hater yeah, again it's Stanley a, take thank it goodness I feel like myself again but uh, yeah Zayo I would say check him out maybe you've heard of him maybe you've seen him around and, uh, and if you like harder music or heavier music I would say check him out yeah great awesome man what about it's you Jeff of, well I too have gone back in time uh, stuff that's like literally on my turntable right now oh, is wow. are you familiar with two-tone music yes yeah yeah like okay. uh, 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 early like first wave ska Am I right? Well, you could call Second wave ska? It, yeah, it, you could call it that, right? But it's not that. I mean, so two-tone is very specific. So for those of you that aren't familiar with like uh, how ska music, ska music came from Jamaica, right? Mm -hmm. um, was exported to England. That's okay. why they call it two-tone, because it went from black to white. <laughs> <laughs> Very well said, yeah. And I just uh, got that. <laughs> and ska, ska music, ska music um, was was part of like it was integrated into um, it, this would have been this would have been sixties nineteen sixties skinhead culture, um, and so for the all of you people out here that every time you hear the word skinhead you think nazi no skinheads were working class it was it was a rebuttal to the hippie movement of uh of the of the times in the 60s and fuck you hippies like, and fuck your hair stupid. yeah exactly <laughs> um and they and then there was also a, a large um immigrate uh, immigrant population from jamaica that was coming over and they were bringing these records over and the funny thing about ska music is ska music was a response to soul music from america and in the 1950s and 60s hmm. and the jamaicans just screwed it up so oh, really and they made their own sound and it was ska music right uh -huh. and it's, yeah it's great it's, it's it's just a terrific story if you get into like the if you get into the weeds okay mm -hmm. and uh it look i just got a spam risk right there <laughs> they're listening it's it's constant my phone constantly ringing it was fucking spam anyway it, it, dude, take your time to educate this. It's a fascinating story. Anyway, all that said is that the youth culture during that time period um, broke off into two factions. The skinhead movement broke off into two factions. One was punk rock, okay, which was coming of age at the time, and the other one was two tone, which was which was an exploration of punk rock and ska music together, and it made its own sound. Two tone. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard of bands like the English Beat, um, Madness, Clash. Uh, the clash, the clash was the clash was punk rock. Okay. I mean, but they, I wasn't but, sure, but they yeah. bor they borrowed like you know a lot of like Jamaican ska rhythms in there early on to that. Like I I'm not as familiar with that yeah. that like I said like er early on I I've I'm I'm hearing things in early on waves of ska or yeah. whatever. Like I right. know 
real big fish and shit like that. <laughs> you right, know what I mean? Yeah. Like later Operation yeah. Ivy. Shit yeah, like Operation that. Ivy is like you know punk and ska together. But that's but, almost but, like a bastardization of of two tone. Yeah, two, that, third so. wave ska yeah. would have been like a bastardization okay. of two two tone. Yeah, that's where I started song. picking up. Like I, right. I, I I'm not as as uh, educated on the earlier stuff, right. but that's really interesting. Two tone music is is a, it's a lot of fun. It's um it can be very serious at times because it it talks a lot about like there's there's a lot of like um social strife in England at the time. There's a lot of political strife, and so like this and there's a lot of like concern over over uh you know like i said social issues like racism and so forth like immigration was a big deal um margaret thatcher is a big deal like so you that get a bitch yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you get a lot of you get a lot of like you get a lot of teen angst in two-tone which is really cool um but anyway all that being said is yeah. that th- at one point there was a uh, a movie made uh and it was a documentary style movie called dance craze and they put together a record for it and the record is called Dance Craze, and it's got all those bands. It's got Bad Manners on it. It has The Selector. It's got um, The English Beat. It has uh, The Specials. Um, that's the one I think I know. It's got, I think right, that's the one the I... The Specials are very, very popular. Yeah, yeah. British people uh, um, fucking rule that, that two-tone. Yeah, <laughs> they do really do. Yeah, yeah. Madness. Well, Madness is madness. one of my faves. I yeah, love Madness. madness Dude, yeah. on, that, on that first side of that record, guys, let me tell you, like, even if you're not necessarily a fan of two-tone music per se, like listening to this record, because it's a live record, so you're listening oh. to... They're all live cuts. But that... Like it, you want to get your you want to get things like you want to get goosebumps and yeah, yeah. Like, pumped up. Listen to the very last track on the first side. Um, it's one step beyond by Madness. And at the end of that track, okay, the crowd is like they need more Madness, right? So yeah. it's like Madness, Madness. But it's a whole yeah. room of people. Dude. Like, could you imagine like someone like a whole room shouting your band's name like that? Like, British people or soccer fans? Soccer yeah. fans greatest chanters in the history of right, everything right right they they nail it and and at that time period who were the biggest like soccer hooligans yeah skinheads skinheads <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers yeah wow yeah. that was right place right time for sure it was great and, there yeah. were, and that's honestly that's that i love the melding of music yeah i don't i don't necessarily like i like when a lot of people get shit for like oh they were heavily influenced by or they stole this person's sound sure or whatever. right but it's right. like to me, unless they directly steal the notes, the right. chords and stuff like right, that. Right, right. To me, that it, it's it's a it's that it is a game of telephone, but in the best way because that's how new genres. Yeah, are exactly. Because you're like, oh, I think I remember. Doesn't didn't it go like this? And you're like, yeah. no, but that sounds fucking cool. Whatever yeah. you're doing. Yeah, it sounds great. And yeah. then it influences bands like some of, like one of my favorite bands of all times is called the the name of they're the Slackers and they're out of New York yeah, City. Yeah, and yeah. the Slackers play like they. They play what's known as as New York City ska, mm-hmm. and the reason they say that is because they try to emulate all kinds of sounds that they got from Jamaica and two tone and punk rock and all this stuff. And it just, they're like, we fucked it up. So here's yeah. <laughs> here's New York City ska, and it's it's unique and it's very much rooted in in ska music, traditional reggae ska and rock steady music. But it's just it's beautiful and it's so personal to. New York City yeah. and the Slackers. You know what I mean? Like they you they have their own genre. Yeah, they have their own. <laughs> they have their own. They made their own because again, it, you, like you said, a great way to say it again, man. It's a it's a game of telephone that's actually awesome. Yeah, it's a good. It's a it's the best version of a game of telephone. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. Oh, you know what else is funny about that record too huh. is that uh, I noticed the other day when I was putting it on, and I'd never noticed it before. But up in the upper left hand corner, it was like for promotional use only, not for resale. And I was like, I got a promotional copy, and you brought it up. You brought up a promotional copy in the last episode. Oh yeah, but the yeah. no effects thing. Yeah. yeah. No Hell yeah. yeah. So I was like, ah, I have a commercial copy. Dude, right it, it, it is so refreshing to know that no matter what, like it doesn't matter if we have anything really necessary. Like what has actually been on your turntable turn yeah. can always be like, oh, yeah, I, don't know, I listen to a couple podcasts sometimes. But like, sure, it's almost like it's gotten to the point where it's reinvigorated. Of like, yeah, what what can I what how can I challenge myself and like how what Yeah, what can I listen to? Use the internet for something besides just Use uh, it for good. For <laughs> naughty business. <laughs> naughty business. <laughs> I can be a good boy. Yeah. I can. Yeah. Jeff, yeah. There's and, a lot of good stuff out there. And we there. can do it through music. We can, we can. We can do it together through music. <sighs> Jeff, it's been hey, great talking to you. Hey, it's week. been great talking to you too, Pat. Nice work today. Hey. And you guys you did all right. You guys get <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>